Talkin' Tens with your host, Nebraska gymnast, Kinsey Davis, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment of Talkin' Tens right here on 93.7 The Ticket. If you have any questions, get them in. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Tech Sign. I know you're out there listening. Go ahead, throw your questions in. Emma and Marissa will be happy to answer them. <laughs> All right, so we were taking away talking to Emma Spence about uh, the difference between collegiate gymnastics and elite gymnastics. I feel a lot of people see the Olympics type of gymnastics on TV, and then they see the collegiate side of gymnastics, uh, which is which is shown throughout the season that we have from January or through to April, and they don't quite know the difference. Well, they do, but they don't know the specifics. So I'm going to go into a little bit of detail now with Emma, since she's the one that's actually competing both um, both collegiate and, and and in the elite world of the differences between the two and how hard and what the what the differences are. Like, kind of go through the events a little bit. On, on what it takes to be able to do both and train both and then the differences in both what people may not know but may pay attention to now that we speak about it yes yeah, so one of the biggest differences is that in college gymnastics you start out of a 10 and yeah so you basically you get a scored out of 10 you can get a perfect 10 uh but in elite gymnastics you start out of whatever your difficulty is so basically you have a 10 and then each skill you do has a value which is a number so there's like the well, skills it's a, it's are a code first, yeah. And there's then a that's code, a number. and then yeah. it's like the skills are a, like a, b, c, d, e, whatever. But each letter has a number, so like an a would be like point one, and then you keep like adding that to get to your start value. So like for example, on like bars, I start of a fifteen point one, and then my score could be like a good score would be around like thirteens, because then yeah. So it's very it's very confusing yeah. and it's very different. College gymnastics is a lot more simple in that way so that we do have more viewers and it's just easier to follow along um, if you really don't know gymnastics but yeah when you get into the elite level elite side of it um, you can basically start out of whatever you're capable of doing so that's why you see people like Simone Biles that if you can do the crazy hard skills you're going to do them because you just have that much of an advantage Um, yeah so that's I guess the overall start so overall your score can be whatever all around on each event like in elite or in college it's 10 on each event 40 overall that's what it is you can't do more than that even if you do harder skills um so in fit or in elite gymnastics uh let's start on vault you can compete two vaults if you want to make it to an event final uh you have to have two different vaults and it's the average of those two vaults that will give you your vault score if you want to make a final and they have to be from two different families Two different, so, two different entries, so two different to, entries. To the table. So, like, you know, you can still have two round-offs onto the board, right? But if you do a half-turn where you come onto the table forwards compared to doing your Chenka that's going backwards, there are two different entries onto the table that can be in the two different families of two different vaults, right? Yes. And in college gymnastics, you only do one vault, you only compete at once, and that's that score is what your score is. But in elite gymnastics, it's an average of those two vaults that have to be different, and that is your score. And you have to do two vaults if you want to make a vault final. So that's one thing. I don't really train my second vault doing college gymnastics, but once season's done, I'm going to have to train that second vault, get that vault back so that I'm able to compete my two vaults and be able to make vault finals internationally. Bars. Um, bars kind of has a similar same idea. It's basically how many skills you can do in a row to get that higher start value. That's kind of the start value is what you're looking for. Um, there is a specific setting that you have to compete on. 
that everyone competes on right so everyone who competes internationally is on that fig that federal international gymnastics like that setting that yes. that everyone across the board no matter what height you are no matter what country you're from no matter where you wear grips you don't wear grips you pretty much oh actually if you do hit the floor you, you can, can go up raise a hole, it now. right but yeah pretty much it's the same setting whereas in college it's like whatever you want really i whatever. remember coming to college gymnastics being like wait i can have the bars this far out and they're like yep and, and i'm like i'm higher yeah and it was like yeah. okay like how do i navigate that i've always been at one setting my whole yeah. life so have you do you change your setting what's your setting like on bars so i do change it last year i had a complete normal well i guess our normal ncaa setting which is farther and higher but this year it's a little bit closer to the fig setting but once i'm done with season i will have to switch it back to that elite setting is it a hard to switch? It is hard, but I've gotten used to it. Like, I'm pretty adaptable. Um, and this year, it's not as far as it was last year. So I think it'll be pretty quick to get it back. Because I did have to do it right away, like, last minute for Worlds this year. So um, I'm getting used to going back and forth. So I think it should be okay. It just takes about a week to get used to again. Uh, bars beam. Beam's also pretty similar. Um, yeah, I feel like beam and floor actually are the same in just yeah. the term like you said in terms of the scoring because it's so different having you want to get the highest start value and then obviously have the best execution to have minimal deduction from that start value that you start at mm -hmm. so beam i mean i feel like it's just cramming as many skills together as you can in one minute 30 and then the floor is typically how many passes now i mean i did five back in my day I yeah think that's four. crazy i mean i do too it all depends <laughs> <laughs> so now you, you so you also have value in your turns and your jumps so i do more jumps and turns rather than tumbling just because it, it hurts my body honestly and it's just if you can do it, might as well do it. But usually people do around four, three. Three, I okay. think. Some people do four. four some people I do two. So it's like four to two. Yeah. Um, I think the average is probably around three passes on floor. Yeah, I don't know why I did five. Back That's in crazy. I think back <laughs> That's then. so hard. The, the, so the, the, the elite code, well, NCAA typically stays relatively the same from year to year in elite though especially often in olympic games they really evaluate and sit down and look at the the code and and things fluctuate and can change quite a bit so the code has significantly changed even from 2008 olympics now from to, to tokyo i looked at the the kind of code and what was required and i was like wow that's so different i mean we had a um I remember some Netherlands girl, she was just doing all turns and leaps and that was pretty yeah. much it, which was huge. I was like, wow, she's literally getting a crazy score based on jumps, leaps and turns in her beam routine rather than accurate skills. And that's because the code has changed. So back in my day on for floor, uh, it was regular four passes, but if you had an additional fifth, it gave you a bonus. Yeah. So it was the round of double twist down the side of the floor is something that I had to incorporate. So when I came to college and I had to do three passes, yeah, I was like, whoa, this is watering me down. This is amazing. And then now going from... Uh, kind of taking literally running away the circus and being kind of isolated from the rest of the world for a good six years and coming back into NCAA coaching uh, seeing now only two pass routines I was like where's the third pass like you yeah. know things have things have evolved and, and, and advanced and changed and it's really exciting for the sport though to have that because if it stays the same then nothing you know that's you don't want things to always stay the same but um, I think that it's it's helped grow our sport too I think that the tent like you said the start value working from 10 and collegiate it fan engagement and audience engagement being able to understand the 10-0 start value and then what deductions from there and, and a good score like a 9-9 being a good mm -hmm. score and the audience being able to understand that has helped grow the sport in the NCAA yeah. world um in elite it is different but um and I think that there are advantages like you said Samoa having a huge difficulty I mean that just you know, raised her on a whole nother level compared to so many um, other gymnasts around the country uh, and, and around the world because of her difficulty value. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference for sure that can be confusing. Um, but as well, you're going to see 
huge, huge, huge gymnastics all across the board on all the events compared yeah. to collegiate because there are, you know, things are only required are, are a requirement that are not at that difficulty in elite because it's not required in the NCAA because it's our 10 0. It's not our elite scoring system. So you're not going to see the difficulty quite as much yeah. in the collegiate gymnastics world um, that you would see in the Olympics. Um, so there is a difference between the two, um, but it's really amazing now that we're seeing more Olympians actually compete in the collegiate setting. Um, and actually some of them, because they're doing both, actually keep some of their difficulty yeah. in the collegiate routines. So it's almost like, wow, she doesn't even need to do that. Like we have Jordan Charles from UCLA. She went just to the last Olympics. She came back, she's still doing like huge bar releases and yeah. tumbles on floor. She doesn't even need to do it. She's not required to, but she's training it anyway because she's trying for the next Olympics in Paris. Sorry, in Paris. And she's just like, well, I'm training it. I might as well keep it going. Yeah. Like as long as I do it clean. It doesn't you know. even matter. Yeah. 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 So um, I think it's really exciting that the fact that uh, there are more uh olympians are are displaying huge difficulty even in the collegiate setting and they're having the opportunity to come to collegiate gymnastics i look back at, at the girls for team usa that uh competed in the 2000 olympics wondering what they would have been like in college yeah. uh, but they weren't able to to come because they decided they got huge sponsorship opportunities winning medals i mean opened up so many doors and avenues for them and um, once they returned back to the country that i i don't blame them for for taking those yeah. sponsorship deals but at the same time collegiate is such an amazing experience like how how much is coming to nebraska and doing collegiate gymnastics change your aspect on the sport and as you as a person Ten seconds to okay um it's just it's been a really good experience <laughs> and it's <laughs> wrap it up em. uh yeah um the best thing ever right yeah it's it's great <laughs> <laughs>